Since we've launched the 321 No Kidding Podcast. And I am just all about celebrating today. I'll, I'll do the reading in a minute. But first, I just, I, I have to express my gratitude. The amount of things that I have experienced this past year and shared pretty much every moment with you guys has been incredible. A lot of people would say that 2020 was maybe the worst year of their lives. And honestly, I could probably say that too, (laughs) but I'm not gonna. It was actually the best year of my life. And it started with this journey with this podcast. And I really, I need to give a shout out to, uh, Pat Flynn, who has, I think, two or three or four podcasts. He's someone in the industry that's been around podcasting for a really long time. And it's almost, it's really crazy. And this goes with my beliefs of, you know, the whole everything happens for a reason and there's a plan and the universe got it all figured out for me. But if I didn't start the podcast, I would not have taken Pat Flynn's class, which then led me into a pool of a bunch of other coaches and teachers and people with a lot more life experience in this new world that I'm in, having access to my email to send me invitations to take their classes. And that led me to joining, you know, a a class on how to speak better and I still have a lot of work to do. I know it. I, I have a lot of work to do. You still get my ums and all those things. However, I can speak from the hip now and, and talk to you guys thanks to our collaboration in in Coping While Cooped. You know, doing two episodes a day forced me to practice. And I don't script the show, guys. You get whatever comes from my heart or my brain on any particular day. And some days, I know, the show's better than others. And other days, it's like, ugh. You know, I I feel different on different days. And I give different energy on different days. I'm sure of that. So that led me, the, the speaking class led me to find my coach, Eric, who then led me to my virtual assistants, which then led me to opening a second company and quitting my job. And none of these things would have been possible if I was still gambling and if I was still drinking. I mean, podcasting itself has made such a big impact of my life. A year ago today when the first show released, it was with Paul Churchill And he had been podcasting for about five years, and he was part of what inspired me to make a podcast in the first place. His is focused on being alcohol-free, and mine is focused on being gambling-free. And I didn't want to be like him. So my, like, as far as I didn't want to copy him, he, he does an amazing job on his show, and now he has someone filling in 
for a year while he works on some other projects, but he knew that he had a responsibility to his audience, right? So he found someone to step in while he is taking care of some other stuff, but he's still just an alcohol-free ambassador and an amazing guy and author. So he deserves a little of this credit too. And then, you know, there's all the things I processed this year and I processed them literally out loud in front of this microphone to you guys. Every All things dealing with the breakup, the job change, the relationship I have or now don't have with alcohol, the loss. There was so much freaking loss this year. All of those things, I had an opportunity to just deal with in front of you, with you. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate you for that. I am I am definitely not the same person as I was a year ago. And it's and it's so much thanks to this show. And the show wouldn't exist if you guys weren't here to listen. So thank you all over the world, all over the country. Just know that I appreciate you. Okay. Sappy rant over, I guess, for the moment. So let's see what November 14th has in store for us out of our Body, Mind, Spirit book. James Russell Lowell. I love that because my social media guy's name is James Russell. Anyway, not what we give, but what we share for the gift without the giver is bare. Alcoholism, gambling addiction, and other addictions are selfish diseases. In the past, they've caused us to think only of ourselves and never of others. How do I get out of this jam? How do I get another drink or drug? Addiction, or a bet, addiction is an eye disease. Recovery begins with we. When we identify with others who have the illness and become willing to listen, recovery works because it helps us out of ourselves, our self-pity, our self-centeredness, and our selfishness. After we work a WE program and gain a solid foundation of recovery, we will we begin to develop the ability to think of others and the you stage begins. How are you doing? How can I help you? I am concerned about you. I care about you. That is a sign of true change, a sign that our lives are much more open and fulfilled. It is also a sign of higher powers love at work in our lives. We have begun to connect, not through want or need, but through the willingness to give and share. Today I pray that I may finally be able to love and care about others, that I may be able to reach out. Wow. I have made this shift and I'm grateful for it. And I'll be honest, I talk about being a little selfish and self-devoted in our recoveries. And I mean that from a protecting us and not carrying anyone else's burden. And this reading talks about the relationships and the support we get in recovery if we're involved in groups and like-minded people. 
And then also how it does shift. It used to be, how do I get to the casino? Where do I get the money from? Where do I get the time from? How do I go to my next bet? And now it's, how do I, how do I impact others? How do I learn? What do I need to learn to be able to access others, to be able to help them? I love when, and I realize I do this maybe a little too much, but I love when there's an opportunity to share an experience that I've already endured with someone that hasn't hasn't had it happen. Or if I can give them a little trick or tip to hopefully save them some anguish or pain or frustration or time, whatever that is. Now, I I understand that not everybody will take all my advice always. And it's, you know, everybody has their choice. But at least I have the option to try to, to save them from all those things. And I think everyone will hear the messaging when it's their time to hear the messaging, right? But if I was still gambling, I would not even be thinking about other people. I just I just wouldn't. And I can tell you from experience, it is way more fulfilling, way more fulfilling. Of course, it makes me cry a lot. But when, when we can help others, you know, at the beginning of the year, I tried to do something um, anonymous, one of my friends was was struggling with their daughter's tuition and I tried to make the do- donation anonymously and, and I got caught. Uh, just, I can't even remember. Maybe maybe she figured out it was me or, or something. But it anonymous is another fun place to give from. It's because you know you're making a difference and it's not about the credit. You know, it's about making someone else's life just a little better. And this could be this could be the whole paying uh for the person behind you at the drive through. That one's always fun. I, I just love that. I try to do it now I go to a gas station for coffee, so I'm not really at Dunkin' as much as I once was. So I try to do it in a gas station and I've pulled it off twice. It's not really as easy because you don't know if the per- what the person's gonna buy. So you kinda gotta whisper to the cashier and, and tell them you know, to hook up the person behind you. And then for me, I like to be out of there before they realize what's been done. So there's there's a little timing involved in that. But if you could sit and after going through your journey and knowing who you had to talk to and who was on the other end of the text or the phone or the Zoom call or across the room from you, if you're going to meetings and all those people that helped us find our way, I mean, I'm still so super grateful to everyone in Kansas City. They've given me my foundation. That's why That's why I'm not, even though my perspective changes a little on some of the recovery strategies, whether it's from um, self-learning or just different things I've learned at the center, although the center believes in, in mutual aid is what they refer to the 12-step programs, but I will always have a loyalty to GA because of my GA family in Kansas City, what they've taught me. 
And even here in New York, even though I wasn't as immersed in the community as I was in KC, there is a, there's just an amazing population of people here. And I hope this reading reminds you that if you have counted on these resources, if you have you know, showed up at meetings and other people have heard your frustrations or offered you peace and kindness and, and words of encouragement or advice, that that's why we need to still show up at meetings once we're doing okay or once we're not living the daily struggle. It's for this. It's so that we can give back. That's what the 12 steps all about, right? And there is something in that that just, it just helps. I mean, if you want to have a natural high, give, give, just give. If that's, if that's what you want to do. I have my friend who's, she's going out to, um, she's in recovery and, and she's going out and she's spending hours, hours going around to all these different stores to find penny deals and coupons. And she has this attic full of stuff, right? It's not about her wanting all these things. It's about her, first of all, carrying the boredom, right? Like there's, if, if she's trying to stay away from a bat, she's putting her energy into something else. And she collects all this stuff and she shares her bounty with all of her friends and then finds ways to donate to charities. And that's even more important than ever this year, right? So she's made backpacks for her church and donated to um, Catholic Charities, which is um, an organization that I, I don't know a lot about, but one of our mutual friends works there. And they do things like give clean needles to addicts um, and, and support services for for people that are using or trying to not use or all of those things and it's you know a recovery and safe environment and she made sure she got a trunk load of stuff down there she's helping one of my zumba friends with a fill a stocking program or at least they're starting conversation and that's like her new high and it's funny because you might be thinking because I know I've thought this is, you know, well, is it like trading one addiction for another? And yeah, on some level, we can probably say that. But she's safe. She's doing well for other people. And if she wasn't doing the work in the background to help herself physically and mentally and spiritually, then I would say it's a different conversation, right? If someone goes from gambling just to like bouncing store to store to store, to do all this crazy stuff for for just the high, but wasn't working on all the things in their lives that made them gamble in the first place. Like I said, I view that a little different. So I know I kind of got derailed there, but there are some foundational things that I just want to make sure that I'm being clear on, you know, how I feel about it. Not that that's how you have to feel about it, but that is, that's my perspective on it. At any rate, giving is good. Giving is good, guys. My mother, my mother does it with her cooking. She, she's another one. She'll go get all these deals, right, to buy all this food 
and and in her mind, she's saving money because she either got the good deal or went to the different store or whatever. Then she goes home and she cooks it, which is her therapy. And then she gives it all away. Did she save money? <laughs> no. <laughs> but in her mind, she did because she got the good deals and giving food makes her happy. It's just who she is. So there's lots of different forms to do that. At any rate, I have a conference that I'm in the middle of going to. It starts in about an hour or so here. So I'm going to finish getting ready for that. But thank you, thank you, and thank you so much, guys, for being here with me the last year. Actually, too, I'm at this conference, I love the host refers to everyone as friends. And I think I like that much better. After a year, I'd like the permission to call you friends and transition away from guys. That's just my my jargon. So friends I like much better. So from now on, beautiful people, you're my friends. I mean, you're my beautiful people. I call you that too. Hopefully the guys don't get <laughs> sensitive on that. I think the ones who, who grasp what I'm putting down understand that beautiful people is a term for in inside and out. And it's not about having the most makeup or the smallest size or any of those things. It's about who we are, who our true essence is. And that's why I call you beautiful people because we're all beautiful people. Okay, I'm going now. I hope that you guys are having, I guess it's only Saturday morning. Wow. Um, I did make it through Friday the 13th without any major uh, fun stuff. I guess that's because I was locked down, you know. In front of a computer. Although I did get some Christmas presents wrapped. I got a lot of stuff done yesterday while I was learning. At any rate, have a beautiful weekend. I hope you're doing something to take care of yourself. And something to give to someone else. Make that your, make that your mission this weekend. Alright, beautiful people. 